ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want. Who are we to judge? Thanks to New Zealand On Air. Does getting your period depend on your height or weight? I'm the youngest out of my friend group and tallest and the only one who has their period. Other friends are shorter and older but don't have it. Does this affect it? When you get your period is quite... Um, strongly linked to sort of how much you weigh but also it is linked to what your family history is for getting your period and what age and stage different people got it and also around your environment as in sort of what your nutrition is and um, what's kind of happening for you and so it can be very different amongst a bunch of siblings um, or it could be at a similar time. It's not something that you need to worry about too much unless you get to sort of like the age 17-ish and you haven't got your period, then you want to sort of like having conversations or even 15, having conversations with your general practitioner. Mm. So, but yeah, I think that's really cool that you've seen that through. There'll be a lot of people that will be asking about that. So if you know of anybody in your friend group that's a bit worried about it, just tell them to go and check out their GP and talk to them about it too, just in case. And great that you're talking about it in your friend group. Yeah, yes. that's so really good. cool. ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want. I'm seeing an older man. For about four years I've been seeing this guy, but he lives with his partner of eight years. And she knows but hasn't done anything about it. I think that my friends with benefits thing is heading further for me. Like actual true feelings for him. What do I do? Either way, someone is going to get hurt. Well, first of all, I'd sort of like to acknowledge the fact that you've, you know, gotten in touch with us to ask for advice around this because I think it's a situation that, you know, you could be quite um, shy about talking about potentially because of um, the judgment that you feel you may receive around that. So thank you for getting in touch. One of the things that um, we've sort of discussed off here is potentially communicating with your um, with this man that you've been with um, and talking to them a little bit about where your feelings are going. So if you're developing something, you're feeling a bit more strongly than just a friends with benefits situation, talking to him about that and getting an understanding from his side how he feels about the situation because that might help clarify for you how you take things forward and what he might feel comfortable to do moving forward. So whether that is a commitment from both of you to move this on to the next stage. Um, I think it is really important to flag, um, I suppose, what that commitment could look like. If he's been with somebody um, for eight years whilst he's also been with you, there might just be a caution that he's a person that's open to open relationships or um, doesn't want to be locked down. So maybe talking to him about that, you know, if we move forward, if you do feel the same way for me, what does that look like and, and what would a relationship of the two of us look like so that you're both very clear from the get-go on what, what that could be for you both and you're both understanding of what you're comfortable with and what your boundaries are. Um, and also before you even have that conversation, it might just be um, a good time for you to ponder what it is about this man that you um, feel really strongly about, how you feel about um, his actions to date, about the fact that he you've got a friends with benefits situation with him whilst he's also been in a relationship with another woman. Um, is that something you feel comfortable with? Um, what are the reasons that that might have gone, you know, gone on like that? And just do a little bit of internal pondering about what it is the kind of relationship that you remove him from the situation, but you want for yourself moving forward and then look at him and, you know, in the situation that you've got and see if he can be the right person that could give you what you want. Because I think it's really important before you go in and ask somebody to, to give you what you want, that you are clear on what that is for yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I picked up at the end that you were saying someone might get hurt in this situation. The only person that you've got any control over in this situation is yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think to be mindful of keeping yourself safe and um, you know, using your communication with your partner about how you want it to be, but keeping yourself safe because their expectations may be different than yours. Mm. Yeah, And it sounds cliche, but... I do really believe that if you don't love yourself, it's very hard to come from a place of love when interacting with others. So that's why I think it's you know important to get that internal dialogue clear on on what's the most best and loving thing for yourself, and then go and communicate that to your partner. ZM sealed section. This text has come through on the text nine six nine six at twelve. Is it normal to think about sex and ask questions about it? I'm going to start this off and say 100% heck yes it is and I think it's fantastic that you are wanting to ask questions because I think particularly as you're beginning to think through what sex is, what it's about, what, what happens, what's good, what's bad, to ask those questions so that when you come to the time that that may be a possibility that you feel you have lots of information at your fingertips to help you make those right decisions. I think it's quite... Um, sad potentially that people feel that they can't ask those questions and then go into making decisions that feel really big and maybe even unsafe because they don't have enough information to make the right decision for them. Absolutely and I think it's really important that um, there's some countries that actually have sex education from kindergarten and it's about age appropriate information Mm. and answering questions appropriately and giving people the right information because we talk about sex and what some people think we're talking about is sexual intercourse or having sex but actually it's more than that it's about how we define ourselves as human beings how we think about the world and how we interpret things that um, are in our media and in our entertainment and things like that and just how we socialize with each other so it's big I was also just going to add there, you know, be mindful of where you go to ask these questions. So find somebody that you trust and that, you know, has, that is informed. So whether that be a nurse or maybe somebody from sexual health or, you know, finding the right place to get the information that you want. And the reason why I say that is that with the mass amount of media that we are, you know, surrounded by social media, um, you know, internet at the tip of our fingers, you can get access to some pieces of information that may give you completely wrong information about sex and what it entails so just be really mindful about where you go and go to a trusted person to get that and I think that's a really important thing that you're talking about because actually although lots of places are really safe to have these conversations there are some really unsafe places and we don't want you to be in a vulnerable situation if you get stuck for someone to talk to try ringing or texting 1737 and somebody there may be able to talk to you about the questions that you've got as well ZM sealed section so I'm a gay guy. What is the process behind getting STD testing for me in straight people? What does it involve? Blood tests or what? It's um, really good question, by the way, because this is kind of what I do with my life outside of here. And it's really important that you know what you should be tested for. So you make sure that you're getting all the right tests. A couple of things you need to do is that when you go to your GP or family planning or sexual health, that you tell the person what kind of sex that you're having and whether it's with males or females or both. So we can test you in the right places. So basically where you have sex, we need to do swabs from. 
So if you're a, as a gay guy, if you're doing blowjobs or having anal sex, we need to do a swab from your throat, an anal swab and a urine test. And that will mean that we can test for chlamydia and gonorrhea and all those three sites. Blood tests are really important because we can test for HIV and syphilis. We have got relatively reasonable rates of HIV in New Zealand and we want to make sure that we keep them at a low level and that if anyone who has that infection can actually get tested, diagnosed and treated as soon as possible. Syphilis is on the rise at the moment in New Zealand so you definitely want to have that test and if you haven't had all your vaccinations when you were a kid we want to test for hepatitis B because that can be acquired sexually as well. So it's about the kind of sex that you have and what kind of infections are out there in the community. Now, if you're looking for a sexual health clinic around New Zealand, you can go to the New Zealand Sexual Health Society, which is nzshs.org, and they've got a tab on their site for clinics around New Zealand. What's that website one more time? nzshs.org. ZM Sealed Section, where you can ask whatever you want.